welcome to the Get Cozy Podcast, where we talk all about the coziest of book genres, the cozy mystery. I'm your host, Christy Meyer, and I'll be bringing you author interviews and keeping you up to date on all the hottest cozy mystery releases. We'll be diving into the latest episode after these quick messages. So grab yourself a cup of your favorite hot beverage and let's get cozy. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you want to help support the podcast, be sure to join our Patreon. We have different tiers to choose from to get weekly exclusive episodes, membership in our book club, and podcast merch. You can even choose the Cozy Supporter tier and receive a monthly Get Cozy book box, which includes one paperback copy of your choice from a selection of books by Get Cozy podcast guest authors. To join, visit patreon.com slash getcozypodcast. You can also visit our website, getcozypod.com, and check out our podcast merch. We have shirts, mugs, and totes available now. Finally, if you'd like to donate to the show on a one-time or recurring basis, you can do that via Venmo at GetCozyPod. Thank you so much for your support. You listeners are the heart of the show, and I couldn't do any of it without you. Hello, hello, my cozy friends. Welcome back to another episode of Get Cozy Podcast. I am thrilled to have you here with us today because I am so, so excited to get to chat with today's guest author. I personally am just such a huge fan, so I have been so looking forward to this conversation. Her Camper and Criminals series just speaks to my soul. I love it so much. I am, of course, talking about none other than Tanya Kathis. Tanya has more than 180 Southern Cozy Mysteries, all of which have graced numerous bestseller lists, including USA Today. Best known for stories charged with Southern charm, emotion, and humor, and filled with flawed characters, her novels have garnered reader praise and glowing critical reviews. She lives with her husband in Northern Kentucky, and now that her four boys have flown out of the nest, Tanya writes full-time in her camper. So welcome to the show, Tanya. Hi, Christy. Thanks so much for having me. You make it sound so um, glamorous <laughs> by the inter- introduction. <laughs> well, it seems very glamorous from the outside. I'm sure it's much more complicated when it's your day-to-day life, but I am just so excited to get to chat with you today. It's going to be so much fun, and you have just written so many novels. I'm so excited to talk about your books and how you accomplish just such a sheer volume of work. Um, But since I've recently become just hooked on your camper and criminal series, I was hoping you could kick us off today just by telling our listeners a bit about what that series is all about. Sure, you're about to hear my cuckoo clock go off. I'm sorry, I should have made it. It's in the office. I'm sure you could hear it. I love um, that. It, it, it just adds character. That's great. <laughs> it adds character to where I live in the woods, literally. Um, so yeah, so it is a really fun um, sleuth and her name is Mae West and she actually was a socialite in New York City. 
um, and she was married to an older gentleman and he got um, caught for like a Ponzi scheme. So kind of like a, a little spinoff on the mate, uh, Bernie Madoff um, Ponzi scene, um, scandal that happened years ago. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was that she was not aware of any of that going on around her because he was busy, you know, sending her off to these places and shopping and things like that. And so all she knew that her lifestyle was over. So her, um, the lawyer had taken her Maserati keys and exchanged them for a flamingo keychain with a tiny camper key. If you've ever seen a camper key, they're super small. And so um, he pointed her in the direction of this rundown camper van and said, um, that's your new ride and your new home, but you do have a campground in your name in the heart of the Daniel Boone National Forest that the FBI could not seize. And he hands her the paperwork. And in her mind, um, she opens it up and sees this beautiful brochure of this campground where people are lounging around this beautiful crystal lake and these um, amazing campers all around and just look like they're having so much fun around the campfire. Um, but when she decides that she's going to get in this camper van, drive to this wherever she was going in Kentucky, had no clue, um, or you think she doesn't have a clue. That's a whole subplot to the series. But anyway, so she would think she has a clue where she's going and um, ends up at this campground that she wants to sell to get her lifestyle back and it is run down it is disgusting the the lake and from the brochure is mucky and has like flies and moss all over it and even the pier that is so beautiful in the brochure is got um, planks missing it's rotted wood and when she notices the the copyright on the back of the brochure super super tiny it's like from the 60s so you know (laughs) present day it's completely been run down and so while she's sitting there looking at it um thinking oh my gosh I'm never going to be able to sell this to get my life back there is a car that is just zooming up the gravel road of the campground and it's um the FBI and they um, ask her if she's harboring her husband because he has now um, escaped from prison. And she said, no, you, sh- you better find him before I do or I'll kill him. And about that time, um, she falls into the lake and the, the pier gives and she falls in the lake and then her um, husband bubbles up dead to the surface. So that's where the series starts out. Um, you know, we have to, especially a first book in a series has to start out with the bang mm-hmm. um, for readers to want to know, why do I care about this sleuth? I mean, when the first book in a series really shouldn't be about, you know, this, oh, I found a body. You know, there's a reason why we want the readers to be like, oh, no, I want to root for her, you know. And so she obviously has to get herself um, freed of charges. But in the meantime, obviously, um, you know, there's a lot of books in the series. Uh, she has learned to embrace uh, her new town and, and her new life. So that is how it starts off. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. I um, just love everything about that book, about this series. I am very happily binge reading it right now. And I just never uh, want it to end. It's got so much Southern charm and it's just like, for me, it's the perfect cozy mystery series. I just adore it. 
Well, thank you. And when I was starting out, I was like, okay, you know, I, I was looking through all the tropes and I'm thinking, what has no one ever done? And um, as a matter of fact, it just landed in my lap, really. Um, I was um, talking with my cover artist and she was going to do this big cover art artist cover sale that she does twice a year where she does all these pre-mades and you don't get to see them um, except like a week or a few days before she does the sale and it's first come first serve. And she had the first three books up there. And I'm like, those are my books. I can um, do this. And actually it was never really going to be about a campground. It was going to be her living in a camper van, but it had evolved. Um, but anyways, and so those covers were very sought after, and I was smart enough to actually um, go in her website and type in all my information, all my credit card information. So when her site went live, I got them. And um, sure enough, she's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you snagged these." You have, I mean, there was probably like fifty authors that were trying to get them. Wow. And. Um, yeah. And since then, I don't know if you've noticed, we've changed. It was like a stock image. And so since then, I've been seeing covers with that same stock image on them. So instead of, you know, thinking, oh, gosh, because readers will be like, oh, my gosh, somebody's stealing your cover. I'm like, no, it was a stock image. Anybody uh-huh. could pay for it. So recently, we just redid the seven covers to look completely different. So they will never um, because as the series went on and I got to like book seven, I'm like, okay, we're going to keep this series going. And she's like, okay. So we started making the covers a lot more detailed um, and um, kept adding things to it. Just so now there's like, you know, the two covers for like the first, I think five or six in the series, but we've pretty much wiped out um, the original covers and just uh-huh. used the newest covers. But yeah, so um, but just by chance, um, it, and it was in 2017. So I sat on those covers for a good year before I started writing the series, or I was writing the series, but before I put them out and okay. published them. And um, so I do live in Kentucky, so I know all about the Daniel Boone National Park and Forest. You know, um, I uh, have a camper van or a camper, not a camper van, but a travel trailer. My parents. We would go um, camping all the time in a Winnebago when I was a kid, mm-hmm. even in the Daniel Boone National Park. Um, and I have four boys and they're all adults now. So we always, you know, did t- tent camping, camping or somewhere camping. So I knew all and we, you know, I knew about, um, you know, campgrounds. So it was just kind of came as a natural thing to me. And you know, I'm, I'm from Kentucky and we live and die by all our Southern sayings. And so they just kind of fit their way into a book and um, it just kind of all married together for the perfect, you know, little series that I just love. That's so neat how like that inspiration <laughs> kind of came with the covers and then it has so many times to your own personal life experience. I love that. <laughs> well, thanks. It's yeah. been fun. <laughs> and you just released book number 26 in the series, Rangers, RVs, and Revenge. And you have some holiday spinoffs that go along with it as well, which I'm so looking forward to diving into. <laughs> Do you know how many books you plan to write in this series? So I don't. I mean, I have probably six covers on hand nice. um, now that will take me into 2023. 
but um, I just, no, I don't, you know, I don't um, see, there's just so many plots that, that can happen and so many subplots that um, I, I don't have anything in mind of when it's going to go. And I generally don't start a series out like that. I usually just keep writing and keep writing it. And some series fall by the wayside because you know, I kind of get bored with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I'm not going to keep writing in that series or um, it might be one book a year or something like that. But with this series, there's just so much going on. Um, but I did recently do a spinoff of the series into a different series from one of the main characters of the book um, because I wanted to write a specific series set around holidays. And so, um, you know, it's been fun getting to, to, the readers are loving that series too. And I think it's because of the one uh, character that left. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm growing that series while continuing this series. And um, I just don't, I don't, I don't have a, I just don't have an answer for you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's the best possible answer to know that you just have so many ideas in store that this series could just keep going and going for a while. Like that's great news. Yeah. Well, you could find a lot of bodies in the woods and yeah. um, so uh, people, I know people are like, they'll give it a five stars. And I'm like, okay, so when are they going to learn not to go to that, you know, national park? <laughs> and I just laugh. I think, well, think of all the TV shows like Midsummer Murder. Um, and I mean, it has what, 20 seasons of 12 episodes each in the same town, mm-hmm. <laughs> usually in the same houses. And yeah, that's just part of it being cozy, right? Right. Yeah. And like, you know, the <laughs> Jessica Fletcher, like the, it goes on and on and on. And we're 100% here for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I didn't even think about the murder she wrote. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Yeah. So it just cracks me up. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, that's what us cozy mystery readers love. <laughs> and I have to say, I do, I felt as I, as I've been reading, like the Camper and Criminal series has kind of a similar vibe to Schitt's Creek, which I also just absolutely love. And your main character, Mae West, even reminded me a little bit of a, a much kinder version of Alexis Rose. <laughs> So like your series has become so popular with cozy readers. And I was wondering if you think the popularity of Schitt's Creek has contributed to that at all. You know, it's interesting. I um, got that comparison from a reader probably maybe two years ago. And I just cackled because I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that show. Uh But I think you have to have like a certain humor for that show right and so I didn't even think of you know a a comparison to it but people like oh my god this is like a campground set you know with Schitt's Creek in a campground Mm -hmm. and so it has been the funniest thing to be like oh my gosh that's true and you know I don't know so much if um the cozy my cozy readers just over the last couple of years have started demographically to be younger and younger. Um, And I can say that's through the pandemic. A Mm -hmm. lot of the younger um, readers like either moved back in with their parents and started reading their mom's books 
or just kind of started trading books with their mom and not living there or their aunt or their grandmother or whoever, which is my typical reader. And so my older uh, readers, I don't really think know much about Schitt's Creek. So my right. mom's like, what's Schitt's Creek? <laughs> and I said, oh my God, mom, you're going to love it. And so I got my mama hooked on it. And now she loves Schitt's Creek. At first she's like, I don't know if I'm all like this because you know, she's Southern and I've always got my lipstick on around her and I've got my hair fixed right. around her. And uh, she's like, um, I, don't know. I said, mama, you're going to love it. Just watch it. I swear you're going to love it. And so I think that um, when I heard that like two years ago, it was from a younger reader. And so I don't know if it has resonated um, with them as that, but I think that binge watching and binge reading over the pandemic was so, you know, popular and everybody was craving something to do mm-hmm. that um, I think uh, people that normally wouldn't give Shit's Creek um, a chance, the older readers, um, the older demographic cozy reader um, did. And they're like, oh my gosh, yeah. So, um, and then I think word of mouth that people like, like what you were saying, oh my gosh, it's hysterical. You gotta read shit. If you like shit's Creek, you're going to crack up at this, yeah. this series. So it was definitely word of mouth of people saying it and also putting it in their reviews. Um, cause it's come up in a lot of reviews I bet. Um, where that's been said. So, um, I think there's just a lot of things that played into that. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I do agree. I've heard of so many readers and I actually, one of them, I started reading Cozies in 2020. Uh, because, and for me, it was like, I just discovered this genre that felt like warm and fuzzy and safe. Uh, <laughs> even though there's murder, right? It still feels safe because you know there's yes. going to be justice and a happy ending and <laughs> all of those good things. So it was just like the perfect time when we all needed that the most. So now all these younger readers are picking up cozies too, which is really cool. Yeah, it's really been fun. And, um, you know, it cracks me up because I'm in my 50s and I th- I feel like I'm in my 30s. And so I'm like, <laughs> hey, you're going to love it. You know, and my kids are like, mom, no, she's not going to love it. I'm like, get your girlfriend to read it. They're like, no. <laughs> no, I like, I think they are just so much fun. And even like some of my uh, cozy reader friends that I've met online that are in like their 20s love this series. So I, oh, I definitely think that's Thank true. You. Well, thank you for saying that. That makes that just warms my heart. Of course. And, you know, another thing, the camper lifestyle seems to be becoming more and more popular as we all become increasingly overwhelmed with modern life and technology. So the idea of uh, escaping all that is very attractive. And it's also one of the elements that drew me to your books. And I definitely do find them to be that delightful escape. So are you a camper yourself? So, yeah, so actually, um, before the pandemic, I had, we have a a travel trailer Mm -hmm. and we pull it behind our big truck. And so, um, it's got everything you could possibly need, a queen Tempur-Pedic bed. It had, it's just a, it's just like 16 foot long. It's not huge, but it's got, you know, a full kitchen, a full bathroom separate, like the shower is separate from the toilet. Cause sometimes in your camper, it's kind of like all in one. So, but mm-hmm. mine has like a little bathtub and a shower and, and then I have, um, a whole kitchen and then, 
Um, in this particular model, it has a bay window in the back. So it's perfect for, you know, our, for my husband and I, we take our cat. And so um, fun. at the beginning of the pandemic, um, we had sold our house before it even hit. And so we had bought property um, in the middle of the woods and the high valley and we were building the house. So we didn't realize, and I had a she shed in my old house um, next to my pool. So I, I'm really involved with my readers uh-huh. and I do a lot of lives with them. Um, the readers come through town, they come to my house or I meet them. So oh, I'm kind of open. And so my readers love the she shed. And so you know, I just didn't do a whole lot with the camper, except when we would go camping, I would take pictures or whatever. And so what happened was that literally the pandemic hit and that's when everything shut down. No building was happening because the builders didn't know if you could catch it. So they shut that down because mm-hmm. um, we had a custom builder. And then um, some of the people had to be home with their children because their children's school got canceled. So we were like, okay, well, we've got to be out of our house. What are we going to do? And so what happened was that luckily through chance, my sister, she's also empty nester, her and my brother-in-law, and they have a five-bedroom home with the like mother-in-law suite. We were able to uh-huh. move in with them, but it was two years. And so my, so we started camping in our camper a lot more. We put it on the property and then it became my office. Right. So every day I would come and write and I started doing all my lives in my camper and then also during the pandemic I did something with my readers every night called bedtime stories with Tanya and we would go alive and we would read one chapter a night of a book that I had until we were finished with it uh because you know we were just trying to be a community you know we right. were what's going on in the world so we we're trying to be a community so my cam- my little camper became my office a place to escape and our traveling um, you know, and so we are campers and I use it and every book has to have camping hacks and camping recipes and they're everything that I do and try um, and sitting around a campfire talking to other people from other places. You learn so many cool things about camping that also find their way into the books. <laughs> Yeah, I I love camping. And we actually, um, so we went camping weekend before last and I... Uh, brought your book and I we tried to make the the s'mores dip and I messed it up so incredibly <laughs> badly which it's such you, a simple recipe it's like how can you possibly yeah. mess you that up but oh, tasted fabulous. oh no I I it was bad my brother was like this is, <laughs> this is really bad so over. I just need to meet you guys at a campground and do it yeah yeah so we we definitely need to uh give it another try we have a, a fire pit in our backyard we might do that this weekend there you go or you can just put it in the stove like in the oven you don't even have to put it over a fire because it sounds so delicious recipes yeah but if you like get it too hot over the campfire like you really kind of have to have probably cooked a little bit before you try some of the recipes over a campfire because you got to know how to hold it up just right or have it on a grate or the right equipment for it but um but we do love the campfire cooking. It's delicious. And if you do those foil packs, those are a sure easy thing to do. 
That's what my sister-in-law said. She was like, you should have done a foil pack. And I was like, (laughs) that would have been such a great idea. (laughs) Good. Yeah, you should. That is a good idea. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do it again and we'll, we'll get it right next time. And I will definitely, uh, I like to make little TikTok videos where I do cozy mystery recipes or try to at least. So we'll, we'll definitely do one of those. Well, you let me know how it goes. Okay. I absolutely (laughs) will. So back to your novels. Um, there are so many things to love about the camper and criminal series, but one of my favorite parts is the laundry club. So can you tell our listeners what the laundry club is and the characters that they'll get to meet there? (laughs) So, okay. They, there is um, the laundry. Everybody has to do laundry and not all campgrounds um, have laundry facilities. Like some of them don't even have like full hookups or even hookups at all. Like if, you know, you're boondocking, which means you have nothing. So you have to rely on everything that your camper can provide for you or the tent or, you know, whatever supplies you have. Um so in this particular instance, um, the laundry club is an actual name of a laundromat that's in the small town where the campground is located. And so people, the, the lady that owns it, her name is Betts Hager. And Betts is the owner as well as the preacher, the, the small town preacher's wife, and she has a cleaning service. So, you know, to make in me, they have all these jobs, which mm-hmm. isn't unusual in a, t- a typical Kentucky small town. And so she owns the laundromat, which, you know, obviously if she owns it, she doesn't have to be there 24 seven because it kind of runs itself. Although she does have a service where people can drop off their laundry, go hike in and come back and get it or whatever. But in the laundry club, laundromat, she kind of has it made as comforts from home. So no one likes to, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who likes to do laundry. I certainly don't like to do it. (laughs) My husband does the laundry here because I am not good at it. Um, So, you know, she's like, okay, well, I want it to be comfortable. So she has a sitting area with a couch, a couple couches and a TV and a coffee table, you know, anything you'd find in your family room. She also has in the laundromat, um, a, a table, a place where you can do games and um, puzzles and, you know, backgammon, if that's still a thing, and chess and something like that. Then she also has like a coffee station and a tea bar so people can get complimentary coffee and tea. And then she has the book club section, which is um, got tattered, old tattered books because one of the, also <laughs> the local librarian comes into the laundry Matt as well. So it's kind of also a gathering place for four really good friends that grew up in the town and they're varying ages. And I wanted them to be varying ages because each one brings some type of different knowledge to the table um, and also a different job and a different level of snooping. So um, what happened is that um, they have a book club that that also meets there, the four of them. And it's Beth Hager who owns it. Um, Abby Fawn, who's the librarian. Queenie French, um, she is a jazzercise instructor. And then there's Dottie Swagger, who is the camp, uh, the Happy Trails campground that May owns, um, manager. And she's been the manager there for years. And so um, May, of course, didn't have much to um, bring with her 
in her camper van. So she did have to do a little load of laundry and that's where she meets the four of them. Um, and a little known fact um, about the first book when she meets them is that the reason why she didn't know about the campground is because her dead ex you know, husband, the con, had also um, taken everyone in that town for their money as well with their investments. And so they all knew her, but she didn't know that they knew her. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that they, that the four of them um, embraced her and, you know, were like, okay, we're going to help you out here. So she, be, so that became like a home away from home, the laundromat and those women that surrounded her in that cozy community and helped her, her character as the series has gone forward, grow and mature and have become her sidekicks because they're all super, super nosy. Um, (laughs) And they all, um, you know, like I said, have very, you know, different jobs and, you know, very different knowledge about, you know, things. And so their biggest thing is like, you know, of course, um, they don't like to think that they're gossiping. They always say that they are just discussing clear concerns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so they're like, oh, no, we're not. Because May's like, I think you're gossiping. Like, oh, no, no, we're, not, we're just having, you know, prayer concerns. So that's the way they make themselves feel better. So, but they're very cute. They're very fun to, to write. They are so much fun. I just adore (laughs) all these women. They're like the type of friends that we all deserve to have in our lives. And I just, I enjoy getting to like participate in their friendship vicariously vicariously while reading the books. They're just so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, my readers, they love them. And they, you know, you guys, like they love Dottie, especially, (laughs) you know, she's, I mean, you know, face it, there's a lot of smoking in Kentucky. We have tobacco farms. It's not unusual. And she has red hair and she wears her hair in sponge curlers. And, you know, she is the truth. Um, And she's really after, named after my real Aunt Dorothy. Oh, wow. um, Who was just like that. So, um, you know, she, my, since she has passed, but her children, my cousins, have really enjoyed um, reading um, about Dottie. And I mean, she's not a pillar of health by any means. You know, again, she is a chain smoker. And, um, you know, some people might get offended, but that's okay because it's a I try to write as true to life as I can. You know, yeah. um, I'll be, I'll go home to my parents' house. And my mom's friends will be there. And I'm literally sitting in the kitchen, eavesdropping on them, writing stuff down as they talk. Because (laughs) it's just stuff you wouldn't believe. I'm like, this has to go in a book. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I love Dobby. She's so great. She's such a fun, like vibrant character. She is. She is. And people love her. And I just crack that because she is my aunt to a T. Mm-hmm. That's so fun that you get to like draw inspiration <laughs> from people from your real life. And, it, you know, sometimes it's just like uh, real life is stranger than fiction. And it's just the best inspiration for things. That is true. Very true. And like Bets Hager is the name of a funeral home called Bets and West and then Hager Funeral Home where I grew up. And I used to play in because my friends' parents owned both of them, and we would run around and play at funeral homes. Wow. And so that was kind of a you know way of sliding their names in there as uh-huh. well too. So oh it's my been goodness. real fun. 
That's so interesting. I love that. Yeah. So um, like we mentioned earlier, the Camper and Criminal series is far from your only series that you have out. You are a very prolific author. So what other books are you working on at the moment? What else do you have out for readers to pick up? Oh, goodness. So <laughs> next week, um, book eight of my Mail Carrier series um, comes out. And um, that's a fun series. She's a mail carrier. And you would, I mean, I, I, one of my readers is a mail clerk. So she's not necessarily a carrier. She works in the, in, I didn't realize there were two separate terms. But of course, talking to her over these past few years and listening to her stories, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, they know so much about your private life. You have no idea. It's, I mean, you would think, oh, they're just delivering the mail. They see everything you're getting. And, um, so there's a lot of stuff, you know, that they can see that you would never know. And so when my, one of my good readers, Ashley, she is telling me about her job. I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds like a series that I need to have. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but at the time, um, I had lost two dogs. And so I had gotten a, um, rescue cat. And, um, she became, I'm like, Oh, what about the mail carrier had a cat? You know, it's so, it's so normal for him to have a dog, but let's get her a cat. And so, um, my cat in real life became the model for my cover artist. And she oh, wow. became so popular with my readers that the, since I live like a, like, um, over the river from Cincinnati in Kentucky, she became so popular that since I magazine was called now, like, can we do a article on your cat in your book? Really? And I'm like, of course. And so they're like, okay, well, we're going to send out a photographer. And I'm thinking, oh, they're going to take a couple of shots with their, you know, cell phone. And they sent out like a real photographer. I mean, lenses, bags, and they followed my cat around for two hours. <laughs> wow. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my and goodness. So that, it's super popular, but also it's popular because my cat signs it. <laughs> and so readers are always like, oh, I want to buy that book. So, you know, Rowena can sign it. Oh, um, how cute. And so, yeah, she has her own Instagram. She's super popular. She's a crazy, grumpy cat. But, um, Anyways, and so I'm putting the eighth book in that series out, and then I have a another popular series called the Killer Coffee series, and it's a um, coffee shop. And I think book. Oh, see, I'm not gonna know because I've got too many. Book ten. <laughs> it just came out of that one, and then I am currently writing um, Christmas books. So. I have got Christmas, my Christmas tree um, is all in my camper van or my camper. I've got so much stuff out there that give me the vibe of Christmas while I'm working on it. And I'm also currently writing a um, book in the holiday cozy mystery series, which was the spinoff from um, A Camper and Criminals. And so those actually come out on my Patreon first. Um, and I think, did you, jo you joined my Patreon recently, I didn't did. you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I love it. So, thank you. And so I'm currently um, gearing up. I've given you guys the first couple of chapters of the Halloween one. So I'm mm -hmm. gearing up to give you the rest of those in August, Yay. as well as a um, bonus um, novella that I wrote 
um, for the camper um, series that I won't give any spoilers, but if you're up to date on the series, you kind of know what's going on with May. And so I'm doing this collaboration with a group of 60 authors and we had to write a short story, um, full, full murder. It has to be a full story. Wow. Um, and so um, you can only get it through a group promo that we'll be doing. So be checking the newsletter for all that. Um, but anyways, and so my Patreons will get that because it's, it is so much fun. And oh my goodness. I mean, Dottie has tied one on in that one. But anyways, <laughs> so, um, so I've just finished that. And then I have another collaboration with a group of romance authors that had asked me to join their group uh, about a year ago and they do a yearly collaboration um, of short stories in a town that they put together um, called Linden Falls and it's called the Wishing Series and of course theirs is all romance and they're so excited that they're going to finally have a dead body in the series so that's something else I'm working on so um, I've got about three stories going on at once. Oh my goodness that is so <laughs> much to keep track yeah. of at once. <laughs> it's all good I'm a planner so um and again you know I have um my husband and I are here and recently he retired um from his job at he's young he's in his 50s as well we, I call 50s young now but when I was younger I was like 50s old but anyways so <laughs> he retired early so he could come work for the books so awesome. company and so he's doing the things that I used to have to stop writing to do mm -hmm. um but ultimately when it comes down to it it really is just the writing um you know that I love and enjoy and reaching talking to my readers so definitely with my readers Oh my goodness. It's so uh, wonderful for us as your readers to have so much content coming out all the time. And like <laughs> you mentioned, I did just join your Patreon and I absolutely loved it. So um, it like you give us so much content, so much bonus extras and goodies. Do you want to just like talk a little bit about what readers can get over there and maybe how they can sign yeah. up? Because like, I just, I definitely recommend it. It's a blast. Yeah. So, um, you know, Patreon is kind of new and um, we didn't, it, when I opened it a couple of years ago, we just didn't really know what was going on with Facebook. Facebook was kind of wavering. People were kind of getting off of it. And I'm like, okay, um, you know, are we going back to just newsletter only? Like you had to do, you know, or before 12 years ago, before social media came on and you would only hear from your authors that you love to, to read through newsletters, right? Um, so, or even a piece of mail, you know, snail mail. So for my, um, readers that are on Patreon, um, I always, you know, you're always like, oh, you kind of feel guilty for asking for money. But what I wanted was just a spot somewhere where we could do zoom calls, where we could, um, you know, get together, plan things because I already have my own, um, mystery train in-person event for my readers that we do on a mystery train. I picked somewhere different around the United States, but that's just once a year. Mm -hmm. And so what happened is I'm like, okay, well, where can I, you know, meet them? So I've, I hosted, um, you know, several online book signings, um, which has been a lot of fun. And so I'm like, okay, well, Patreon might be a thing. And at the time I, you know, would Google like cozy mysteries and there weren't any on there. So I'm like, well, I just, I'll just do it on my own. It's Cause I, you know, you always kind of want to see what other people are doing. Yeah. And so, um, 
so there's three different tier levels and there's like a dollar, a $5 and a $25. And it, those are monthly or you get like, a, if you like, I've been able to give a percentage off, not all Patreon creators are able to do that. Um, but they gave me the ability to say, oh, if you want to join, you get 10% off the yearly fee or whatever. And so, yeah, so um, what what it is, is that, uh, um, you know, there's a fee and I pay to be on that site. But then what I do is we take the money and we donate to a charity every month. And so we always, um, you know, talk about the charity, what charity do you want to do? We've done anything, anywhere from breast cancer to children's literacy to Mm -hmm. um, a zoo sponsoring an animal. Um, We've done Parkinson's. We've done um, the Eye Institute. I mean, for two years, every month we give something and we always get like some kind of certificate and, and it's always put in the Patreon name. And so, um, it's just our, my way of like giving back, um, you know, that money to a good cause. And so everybody gets to tell me, you know, give me a charity. And and like this month, we just had our zoom call. Um, we do a monthly zoom call and every other month we pick up, pick a book, we vote on the book. Um, we pick a book and vote on what book we want to do. And then we'd have a book club and it's not my books. I mean, there are other, it's just other cozy books. Mm -hmm. And so every other month we do a book club and then every other month, that's not a book club. We do, um, game night and we've done bingo. We've done a mystery, um, a mystery, uh, like a, like not on a mystery theater, but just mystery games. And I mean, I give away prizes, um, and generally everybody walks away with something. Um, and so we do that in there. Also, they get a monthly planner. So it's not just like a reader planner, but it's like a monthly, a daily to do, um, a monthly planner that I make and put together. And then they also have a um, sheet in there that they can mark off their books that they read for that month. They also get um, monthly, well, now it's going to be weekly just recently, but they're getting bookmarks that I make if they can print off as well as um, wallpaper for all their various devices. Mm-hmm. Um, they get, um, oh my gosh, I, I just, there's so much. Um, they get first, they get first look-sees of things. Um, and like I said, this series that I've been writing is specifically with, I was writing it because I just wanted to write a series around the holidays And that's when I decided, oh, I'll just write it for the Patreon. And then the other people, you know, can get, you know, can get it as it comes out. But we do um, color pages. They get um, cross stitch of every cover and they get um, a bead pattern of every color and, and readers do them and they send them to me, a knitting pattern. They get um, all my audio, um, audio releases in there. Um, and then they get um, birthday cards, um, birthday shout outs, paper dolls for all the, <laughs> for the, all the characters. Um, they get Christmas cards. They, can, they get merchandise um, from I pay my Patreon and they get um, Tanya Kappas merchandise when they've been there for a couple of months, um, like a mug and some stickers. Um, gosh, I think I just go on a coloring sheets of everything. Um, 
they oh and they get every arc copy of the books every month and um they get a print copy of each mm-hmm. book so Which and if they don't so want cool. the print copy then we can donate it to um a library so yeah. or i can send it to a friend so that's what they can choose it's just a lot <laughs> it is a lot and like so, the i feel like the amount of money that you pay for it like you get so much more content even than what you're than what you're paying like it is so worth it and it's just so fun like it's such a cute little fun community to be part of well thank you and it's interesting because my niece she's 23 and her friends are like oh my gosh you have a patreon i'm like yeah so and I was telling them, they're like, oh my gosh, we get like one piece of content yeah. every two weeks for $50. And I'm like, exactly. oh my gosh, I would feel so bad. But I'm constantly always trying to come up with different things for them. Because yeah. I want them to feel um, special. And I want them to feel like they're really, truly getting something for their donation. And mm-hmm. um, I just want them to um, be, you know, part of, to part of it, you know, because really without them, I wouldn't be you know, where I am today. So, um, and really I tell people it's just for super fans. Like don't do it if you can't do it. We have a couple hundred people on there. So I really love, um, I really love up on them as much as I can. Oh, that's so neat. I love it so much. So if listeners, if you are a fellow Tanya Campus super fan, I definitely recommend checking it out because it's just, it's a great time and the content is just so, so much fun. So yeah, definitely and it's check monthly, it out. You don't have to stay, but definitely it's just fun. Yeah. And we'll be sure to share like uh, all of the links and everything when we post this episode so that you can hop over there and take a look and see if it's something that you'd be interested in as well. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. So like we mentioned in the intro, you are a USA Today bestselling indie author. And I'm sure this is a question that you've been asked many, many times before. But Mm -hmm. why did you choose to independently publish instead of going the traditional publishing route? Sure. So back in 2009, um, I did have a contract. My first book did did get contracted out, but I was a women's fiction um, author. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we parted ways about two months before publication. And I'm like, Oh no, what am I going to do? And so my husband had a Sony e-reader and Kindle wasn't even out at that time. Um, so, um, he's like, you know, have you ever heard of self-publishing I'm like no <laughs> you know I don't yeah. know what that is and he's like well, we can figure out you can sell your books there's people selling books on this e-reader and so I'm like really and so the more he learned how to format um format the book um which was so much harder than it is now mm-hmm, and I now you could, now there's just a thing you just zip it in you just upload your document and it does it for you But um, back then, like he had to do all the formatting and we had to figure out how to do it. And so we did it and I had some success with it and I never, ever looked back. And so um, a couple of years later, I was traveling around to um, the biggest writing group in the United States being paid by them to teach self-publishing and how to do it. 
Um, so when, um, you know, one of my, I had two books on the USA Today bestsellers was at the same time. And then that's when, um, Harper Collins, um, had, had called and had asked, you know, about representation and picked up my Southern ghostly mystery series that was already published. So at the mm-hmm. time they had never picked up an indie author. Um, and I call it self-publishing. It is what it is. Um, and so, um, I, uh, they had never picked up a self-published author at that time. Wow. So it was interesting for them to work with. Oh, because at that time I started writing cozy. Um, because one of my girlfriends, she's like, your goodness fiction books have an awful lot of mystery in them. And, um, there's a dead body and they <laughs> barely hold hands. So I'm thinking that you're in the wrong genre. <laughs> right. I don't think you've got this right in the right genre. I think this is a cozy mystery. I'm like, really? And so, um, so yeah, so, um, that's how I got over into cozies and okay. I really started out more the por- paranormal, um, with ghosts and witches. And then, um, I just said, you know, I think I'm going to just try to do a straight cozy mystery. And that's when I got into straight cozy. So really it was just by stupidity of, okay, I was a therapist. So, and I loved being a therapist. I loved being oh, wow. a child therapist um, by trade. And um, I had a job and writing was kind of a, um, kind of a hobby that really had, um, I discovered reading in my thirties. And so it helped me escape some problems that was going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, said to my husband at one time, you know, do you think I could write a book if I helped one reader escape? That's, that's all my why is. And that's still right. my why is. As a matter of fact, my computer says you just need to help one reader. Um, and so, you know, that is what I did. I just set out to help somebody escape like reading to help me do. Um, and you know, that's what I found. Um, you know, like, okay, I never had any big hopes of making it become a full-time career mm-hmm. at all. And especially nothing into a business that my husband and I now work for. Um, and I have two other assistants that work for me. So, um, you know, it just kind of took off in something of its own and it morphed into its thing and we followed it and um, let it morph into what it became. And with my still um, one, you know, vision in mind, um, then, you know, that's, it's always held true to what I feel like my purpose has been in this world is that. Uh So, yeah, so I did traditionally publish, it just took a whole big bunch of curvy turns. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's such a fascinating story. It feels uh, almost very serendipitous. Yeah, it is. And you know, I've been with, um, I have a series with Random House that is Penguin um, under a pen name. Um, But we decided not to do any more books. um, Because I kept saying, you don't want to do it in a pen name. It's Mamie Bell was the name, my pen name. And I tried to get them to take my real name, but they're like, no, no, no. And now, that, you know, do you write something with your real name? I'm like, no, I'm doing fine, but thank you. But, um, and then I was with another small press that that was with the Kenny Lowry series. Mm-hmm. And I bought those rights back recently. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah, so um, they don't have that, those rights anymore. But the other two series are still 
um, I can still write in the Ghostly Southern Mystery Series because HarperCollins do not own the series. They just mm -hmm. own those particular books. So, yeah. So that is my route to self-publishing and into traditional publishing. So. Wow. And it's all uh, just come together so brilliantly. I love that. It's such yeah, a fun journey. It, it has been a fun journey. It has. Yeah. So as we mentioned, you know, you're an indie author, you're wearing a lot of different hats and you're writing so many books and rapidly releasing them. And all the ones that I've read so far are such great quality reads. The editing is well done. The covers we've mentioned are beautiful and your audiobooks are very well narrated. And you also do a great job with like promotion and marketing on social media. So I'm so curious to know what a day in your life looks like. <laughs> so yeah so I um you know like I said I um I get up and I'm very routine and it's you know I think it's because again I raised four boys you know mm -hmm. and they're all were close like in age like currently they're one just turned 29 have twins that'll be 25 in September and then my youngest is 23 so they're all very close together and all of them were in some sort of sport if not two at a time and so, I mean, we were going here and there and everywhere. I also was a therapist. So I had to keep up my client appointments. I also owned that business by myself as well. Wow. So I was able to be with my kids. Um, I had planned our meals. I, you know, everything was always planned out. So when I um, was able to, um, was fortunate enough to be able to not be a therapist anymore and just do this full time, I made sure that I kept that schedule because it worked well for me. So I was going to treat it like a job. It's, it's my job. It's income. Um, it's going to help pay my kids. Um, you know, at the time they were in middle school, you know, we're still going to have to pay bills and pay for, you know, equipment and one day if they go to college and get a, when they turn 16, I'll form, I have to have a, some sort of vehicle. Um, so I would get up in the morning and do everything like I did before. Like I always exercise. And um, well, first I have a lot of coffee and then uh -huh. I always exercise. Um, and then I get ready for the day and I actually put on real clothes. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> like I said, now I go to my camper and I make sure that I get the writing done. So I write until noon. And then um, I would have lunch. And then in the afternoon, I would do all the business stuff, like any kind of marketing, any kind of information with um, my assistants. I have one assistant that runs my ARC team, and that's a couple hundred people. So she does all that, um, but I'm in there with them. Like I'm in there and the meet with them. They're talking about the books, we're discussing it. So I'm still in that group, but she, they know to go to her you know, mm -hmm. um, for anything. And then I have, um, another girl that runs, um, my, um, book club. Um, there is a book club for every book. And then I have another assistant that runs my Facebook group, but I'm in there all the time as well. And, you know, I constantly have meetings with these three other ladies. Um, and then, um, you know, I do have a professional editor, um, uh, in English. And then I have a German editor translator oh, wow. um, for the books and translation. And so then, you know, there's like the, um, I have various, um, ways of audio The all my audio is just not in one basket. So I have, um, audio with publishers that have audio rights. 
Um, so I do sit in on auditions for those kind of things and get cover approval. So all of those things outside of like marketing the books, like with ads and things like that, um, is done mainly um, in the afternoon. But um, they're not all hit up on, you know, every day. Like every day I have a theme. Like one day is we look at ads. The next day we look at social media. Then the next day we'll look at, you know, audio or whatever. So five days a week we look at something different every day in the afternoon. But now since my husband's come to work for me, he's been, and I also do monthly birthday cards Uh for readers. And I've been doing this for years. So I probably send out 3000 cards a month. Oh my goodness. Um, Then so I will handwrite those. And now instead of me having to stamp them and put all the mailing on it, my husband can do that. He can go to all the post offices to do all the post office mailings. He can now run the ads and he can format the books. And so he can do all of those things which now has freed me up more time to write in the afternoon and do what I love. So, you know, after lunch, I like look at everybody to make sure everybody's good and don't need me. And then I can now go back to working um, an hour or two on my second project, which might be the holiday series or one of those um, collaboration projects. But there is a calendar and there is a list and there is a master task list and a system. I call them systems. Uh-huh. Um, and so there's a system for every arm of um, the book world. That's a lot of stuff you readers do not want to know about what happens <laughs> behind the scenes. No, we do. But, it's fascinating. Um, yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff you see with that Patreon group. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, here's this. Um, so, um, so yeah, and and um, you know, um, and I, again, I'm very transparent. I'm very open, and you know, a lot of authors that um, are just starting out will ask me questions, and I'm always um, more than happy to help them for free. You know, yeah, I'll talk to you, whatever you need. You know, um, but there's also a lot of classes I believe that now people are starting to give mm-hmm. on how to write or things like that. So. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So wow. there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Like you uh I've looked into indie a little bit before because I I tried to go the the traditional route. I was agented mm-hmm. and then my books died on submission. Um, but it's it's very overwhelming <laughs> to look at indie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was going to ask you about that, you know, when we got off the air. I don't know how often you talk about it on your podcast, but I was going to ask you about your writing. Um, once we're done, because I knew that you were writing. Uh-huh. And so um, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, it, it's super, super fun. Right now I've got some uh, books on Wattpad that are in their paid stories program. But I I do love the idea of indie. I like, um, I don't know, I find the indie, like the idea of just kind of taking ownership of your career instead of waiting for somebody to to pick you to be the one, right? Is just really yeah. uh, inspirational. And I love that idea. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, um, you know, I, my first degree was education and I'm not an English education. I'm like elementary school. Like I was pulling teeth in second grade of these kids. So, and, you know, you do get dinged like as a self-published author, like for mistakes or whatever. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I am not, 
I, I'm they, all my books have in sites. I have a professional editor and they edit them three or four times plus my marketing does. But there's always mistakes they get through, always something that gets through. And it's always going to be that way for me. Um, and, you know, and like I said, because I do put out a lot of books, like mm-hmm. I say three books ahead. And so um, I just I'm like, you know what? I never set out to to have this full career. Um, and I tell people all the time, you're going to find mistakes in my books. Um, you're more than happy to email them to me if we get to them because it goes to my assistant. She'll get to them. They'll fix them. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, you know, it's just I'm not some like, you know, I don't know, like Janet Ivanovich, you're not going to pick up my book and say, oh my gosh, this book just totally was so awesome. Or you're not going to pick up like, you know, a book like a Reese Witherspoon book that says, you know, that changed my life. You know, when you're going to pick up a Tanya Capis book, you're going to get some Southern fun. I always say Southern hospitality with a smidgen of side, about two bodies, because <laughs> over two bodies, it feels a thriller and I don't write thriller. Right. So, you know, you're just going to have a good time. And, um, you know, that is one of the things that you, you know, find out with Indy is that um, you're going to get dinged for, um, you know, some inconsistencies or it's not as perfect as a traditionally published book. But I'm all Mm -hmm. good with that. You just got to kind of have to make peace with that. Sure. And, you know, I do, I think it's interesting because uh, I read a lot of traditionally published books too, and I find typos in almost all of those as well. But I do feel like people kind of look for them more in indies where they just kind of like stumble upon them in traditional books and don't really um, give the author a hard time about it. Right. Yeah. So I do think that's kind of a a funny thing that happens in the industry. (laughs) Which, to be honest with you, my editors are subcontracted traditional editors. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, you can tell they, reading yeah, them. So <laughs> you like, can you tell. Know, they, uh, you know, it's hilarious. So. Yeah. But thank you. I do love all the covers. They are beautiful. I, oh and I don't have, and I don't, um, I mean, I have full control over the covers, but my cover artist knows me so well that um, I never send a cover back. Like, I'll say, okay, this is um like we'll come up with the titles together especially the camper titles because we've already Mm -hmm. went through the alphabet um and so um except for z we haven't done z or z or x but yeah those are hard we do have them (laughs) we do have them um but um and we have the covers for them but anyways and so um but she comes up with them and i'm like perfect and i get the, the books perfect and I get the, the books months months before I start writing them so I'm easily able to write the actual inside to the cover <laughs> so okay yeah that's how we do it it's not complicated at all but <laughs> <That>, yeah <laughs> not complicated yeah. at all <laughs> no, no, not at all Oh my goodness. So many moving pieces and like so many different things that you're working on all the time, including your author newsletter, which I just think is so much fun. I look forward to having those pop up in my inbox. Um, So do you want to tell our listeners also what they can expect in your newsletter and how they can sign up for that? Yeah. So, you know, your newsletter um, for an author is really, um, you know, again, um, I like to tell stories as most writers, obviously we do. And so, you know, you always think about, you know, social media, even Patreon, if something was to go down, um, how am I going to talk to my readers? Right. Mm -hmm. So I baby that newsletter. And so, um, 
you know, I always had something going on. You know, it started out with my kids um, just telling a personal story. Um, you know, in 2009, I started my newsletter. And so, um, as a matter of fact, I think, I don't know if you've ever had like Melissa Bourbon, Winnie Archer, Lisa Ramirez on here. She's all of one person. <laughs> so, Not yet, I but know. I want okay. to. Oh, okay. So we, um, you know, really, I got started with her back in 2009. Um, she had a blog and they had asked me to guest host and I did not even have a book out. And so I'm like, sure, because I was just on there when blogs were huge and I would just comment yeah. on it. And so I guess um, blogged on there and then um, they asked me to join them. So that's when I said, hey, I've got this idea for a book, to, you know, listen, sign up for my newsletter. So I have been growing this newsletter for a really long time. And that's how it started out. And I didn't have anything to tell them about books. So I would just start out telling them about what my kids are doing or, you know, when I'm getting caught in the basement smoking a cigarella, you know, at 14. <laughs> and, um, you know, and all sorts of things. I'm sneaking out of the house or, you know, real life uh -huh. stuff that was happening. And, um, or with my animals. And so, you know, they went through a leg amputation with one of my animals. And, wow. and so, um, you know, just various things. I'm just very personal. And so, um, you know, that's what I do in my newsletter. I tell a story and I'm like, okay, well, if you want to, I always have at least four books on sale. I know that, you know, people, it's, it's hard out there. So I do try to put mm -hmm. at least four books on sale because they're 599 books. That's, you know, that's kind of high, um, but I put them on sale for 99 cents and they're generally just on sale one time a year. So I'm like, if you want this book you, or if you want a book sale, you know, you got to open up the, the newsletter. But, um, you know, that's the one place where readers are like, OK, I'm going to let you contact me. You know, they're giving me permission to be in their inbox. And if not, they can always unsubscribe. But I do tell a story in there and have pictures of what happened um of what was going on and then the um over covid again i just thought like people needed to hear something good so i started mm -hmm. putting in this good news part of the thing um because like myself i was like scouring things just to hear good news i just want right. to hear good news so i joined this thing called the good news network and i'm like oh this would be kind of fun to put into um the newsletter so then it just became like the highest clicks of my newsletter was wow. that good news section. People loved it. And then, um, of course, my cat Rowena has her own section and um, her little editorial section on the bottom as well. So, um, you know, I don't, I do put it out every week. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, it's too much. No, I um, disagree. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, but I enjoy it again. I feel like I'm connecting with the readers. Um, and there's just always something going on in Tanya Kappa's books world that I want people to know about. Like if you aren't getting a free birthday a card, sometimes my birthday card's the only one that's only one that, that some persons get, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, that's the only card I'll get. So if that's one way to bring you joy, it's free. You don't even have to buy a book, you know, just open it up for a good laugh or sign up for the birthday cards um, or, you know, come to. Every week I answer a reader question um, live on Facebook or YouTube. Um, so just come to that if you want to talk because you can hang out with me there. We can talk and discuss and, you know, different things like that. So I always try to give them free things to do 
you know, in the newsletter. Plus, mm-hmm. um, they all can't come to book signing. So I host two online book signings a year to where they can order a book and get it signed and I ship it to them and all is good. So um, that's the main hub. And you can subscribe at my website, tanyacappas.com. At the top, there's a subscribe or, um, yeah, get in touch with Tanya or something like that. But, you know, you can get on that. So super easy. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I have to say, I, I really do appreciate how much you do because reading can be such an expensive hobby. And so like, I know yeah. Amazon gets like a really bad rap, but having your books available on Kindle Unlimited and doing some yeah. of the new things that you're doing on YouTube, like that just makes these books accessible to people <laughs> who might otherwise not be able to get them. So I just think that's so neat. Yeah. Well, so, um, you know, it is people don't understand stay in Kindle Unlimited. Um, and that's okay. And people always are saying, oh, I hate Amazon. They'll email me. I'm on the 16th book of, of the Camp on Criminals and I hate Amazon. I'm like, okay, well, thank <laughs> you. Um, but Amazon and, and people do give it a bad rap. Um, you know, they've been great to me. Like they have me on Kindle countdowns. They have me in prime reading. Um, I've gotten some of their bonuses. Um, also, But what it has really done for small businesses is the ability to sell something. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is something that no other platform was able to do. And especially in the book world, I mean, a traditional publisher, I would get 8% of a sale of a book to where Amazon, I get 70%, you know? And so um, it's a big difference. You write these books, you know, day after day. And it, it really is, um, I love Amazon. And I'm not saying I won't ever leave Kindle Unlimited, but there are so many good benefits to it. And it might go out tomorrow, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I've been in it for the long haul and they've been great to me and they've given me so many opportunities to fulfill my purpose. And that's just to reach one reader. Right. That's it. And they help me do that. And, um, you know, the book sales, if somebody really wants to own the books, then, you know, 99 cents is the great way to do it because in Kindle Unlimited, you have to give it back. Um, but yeah. And so with YouTube, really what happened there is um, when I was starting out, I knew that I wanted to be everywhere. I wanted to have audiobooks. I mm-hmm. wanted to have to reach those readers. Right. And so, um, you know, when, when you do audio on your own, there's two ways you can do it. You can pay for hire, which is pay the narrator straight out. You know, they actually will enter, they will actually um, audition for your book with your book information, um, with a clip of your book, you know, a snippet of it. Um, or you can do um, royalty share where they get half of the money. Mm-hmm. So when I was starting out, I couldn't afford to pay a pay for hire because they're anywhere from like $100 to $1,000 yeah. and more. Um, per hour and my books tend to run about five hours long so I own um so I did that um with a few of my book series and recently was able to buy out the narrators and say you know what um can I buy you out of the contract and they're like oh sure you know and so we came up with the negotiation so now I'm able to give those away for free on YouTube and people are like, why in the world would you want to do that? And I'm like, I just want people to hear my books. Narration has gotten to be so popular. Now that I own them, 
I can still put them on um, Audible. Um, I can still put them on other like iTunes and mm-hmm. Kobo as if people want to buy them. But if people don't want to buy them, I want you to escape. So we've been able to put up the few that we own series. Um, and that's something that my husband is also doing is trying to get all those files together and get them up into one big, long audio. But unfortunately, the most popular, which obviously is the Camper and Criminal series, those rights I have sold to Tantor, which mm-hmm. is the own production. Um, and so um, and I also have, the Kenny Lowry series I've sold to Dreamscape film and um, audio. So they have those series, um, but they don't own the series. They just own those audio books just for right. a certain period of contracted time. Um, but, um, you know, it is my dream narrator that does those books um, that I always said, oh, if I ever, you know, get a book and audio, I want her. Um, and so, um, you know, that is someone that I was like, when she auditioned, I'm like, Oh no, I don't need to see anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Your audio books are amazing. I love, I love her as a narrator. Well, thank you so much. But yeah, so I'm glad that you checked out the YouTube channel because, um, it's just really fun, um, being able to put those up and, and, you know, for free, really. Yeah. And it's just, you know, really, it's such a kindness to the readers. Like, I I feel like you give so much back to your readers and like genuinely show so much appreciation for them. And I just think that's so neat. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're amazing. I mean, just, uh, um, yeah, I mean, amazing. I would not have the life that I have now without, with obviously without them. But, and I want them to know that I want... When I was a reader and found um, my person that I follow everywhere and stalked her until she actually finally came and stayed at my house um, and became a great friendship to romance author by the name of Jane Porter. Um, and when I was a reader, that's what's my go-to reads was her. Mm-hmm. And she made me feel so good. And we became great lifelong friends now. Um, you know, all these years later and, um, she still makes me feel good just as a person when I talk to her and I'm like, you know what, when I become a writer, when I become an actual person with the book, I want my readers to feel that. So when they're in front of me, I am focused on that conversation and that reader, and then, you know, move on to the next conversation. But I want them to know that, you know, that, you know, that, that they matter every mm-hmm. single one of them yeah oh well we definitely feel it you know over <laughs> on patreon the way you interact with us on your various like social media platforms and i just again i think it's just so lovely and wonderful it's great to get well, to really you. connect with that. with an author whose books we love so well, I appreciate that so much. Of course. Okay. <laughs> well, as we mentioned earlier, the latest book in the Campers and Criminals Cozy Mysteries is out now. It's called Rangers, RVs, and Revenge. And you definitely need to pick up a copy if you haven't already. Um, but before we sign off, Tanya, do you want to tell our listeners how they can connect with you online if there's anything that we haven't covered yet? <laughs> I think we've got it. I'm on Instagram. <laughs> I'm somewhat on TikTok. Um, just because they're goofy and I like being goofy. And my they're kids so funny. Are mortified, mortified. 
Um, and then the one where I was actually being May West went viral. It has like 200 and something thousand views. Oh my, they were goodness. Like, oh my goodness. I mean, I got a, a, a message that said, mom, get off TikTok. And I'm like, hey. Um, and he's no, all the way so down fun. in Georgia. Yeah. I'm like, how did you know? Uh, but anyways, um, so, um, you know, that's just kind of, kind of fun. And then definitely love Instagram because they're photos and mm-hmm. I like to show photos of my life um, because it's just how beautiful where we live. And I think it's kind of fun. Um, and then just, of course, all over Facebook um, and then Patreon or the newsletter or the website, you know, just everywhere you can find your authors. We're everywhere. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Tanya, this has been so much fun. It truly has just meant so much, much, much to me to have had the opportunity to chat with you because your books just truly give me so much positivity and light in my own life. And it's just a delight to have you on the show. Well, thank you so much, Christy. And I hope to have your book in my hand soon. Oh, hopefully one day. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's all for today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Get Cozy Podcast to see which authors we'll be hosting in our upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, happy reading and stay cozy.